0: Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump and I'm your host. Hey, thanks for listening, my friends. I hope you realize just how valuable you are to this podcast and to me and to God's kingdom. Thank you for partnering with me and letting me partner with you uh, to build the kingdom of God together. And I'm looking forward to this. You know, my friends, there's no doubt we're in a spiritual battle and children's hearts and minds are under attack. And for generations, we know, I mean, we know the evil ones playbook. It's not that big. And he repeats it all over and over again, but he goes after the younger generations And he's tried to corrupt children and indoctrinate children to have a less than biblical worldview. And as ministry leaders, you know, one of the things our goal is, is to sharpen our skills and to learn all we can so that we can stand in the gap for these next generations. And my guest today is a seasoned ministry leader who has written a great, great book. I've really enjoyed reading it. It was an encouragement to read. Uh, I got some new ideas in it myself, but it's called Faith for the, for the faith of the next generation. And it's, it's really a resource to, to not only leaders, but to parents too. Um, this is a great book to grab into parents' hands. And so Julie Kurz is, is become a fast friend. We, we have been in all full disclosure, been talking for the last hour, uh, before we even started to record this podcast. So Julie, welcome to the KMC podcast.
1: Thank you, Tom, for having me, and I enjoyed our time together as well.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're here. So tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background in ministry, and and then we'll dive into about the book.
1: Well, I've been married for 50 years to my husband, Dave. I'm a, a mom of three children. I have seven grandchildren. I was the children's director of our church in Littleton, Colorado, where we were for over 30 years. um, I spent 17 years um, as the children's director there. And then in 2006, I developed my own consultant ministry called Reconnect Ministries. And I've been doing that the last, I guess, 16 years. Um, (laughs) And um, so today I'm now an author, which I always it's (laughs) such a shock to even say that yeah
0: i know it is but (laughs) that's awesome
1: (laughs) for the faith of the next generation um my passion has always been to keep our kids in faith that they would know jesus um and that's 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 the only only real important thing in our life is to know jesus and everything Mm. else will come together
0: amen absolutely right absolutely right well, Julie, we, we always start the KMC podcast off with a why question. So I'm curious, why why write a book, um, especially a, a resource like this? What what was your why behind this book?
1: Um, well, after the 17 years in children's ministries, the research was, was pouring in that we're not keeping our church-grown kids in the faith. And that um, just really was hard for me to hear because I know that as a children's director and as parents, we want our children to, to stay in the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so after my I I left children's ministries to consult churches and to try to help us with strategies that would would keep our kids in the faith by involving the parents at home. Um, so at the probably the 10 year, 12 year mark of my, my consulting ministry. Um, I felt that, that I needed to do something in my ministry, either more marketing, um, or just to retire because I was getting to the point where I needed my supporters were, were, I I was feeling like I needed more ministries to support my, my work. Mm -hmm. And I, So I had several people tell me, uh, Rob Reno was the first person that said you should write down um, your workshops and what you've been teaching the last last, um, several years. And so I um, got that advice from several other people, and (laughs) I decided to go ahead and do it, although it was really a a stretch for me.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how God stretches us when we get into it. I mean, I understand my book is nowhere near as thick as yours. Um, you, <laughs> you got a lot more in yours than I've got in mine. and I'll tell you, it does, it says stretch you, but it's, it's such a, I don't know. It's a huge blessing when we get the opportunity to share and God opens the door for us to do these kind of things. And I'm excited to, to have you share more of this. I'm curious as you worked on this book, um, what did you learn about children's ministry in general? Because, uh, I mean, God opened my eyes to the, the area where I was writing in. So I'm sure he did for you the same thing. So what did you learn about the, the state of, of children's ministry?
1: Um, the word that came to mind was transition. I think mm-hmm. that children's ministry is in, is in a big transition because children's ministries was doing very well. And, and we have the best curriculums, the best facilities, the best of everything. And then we're told that really spiritual development happens in the home, not in the church and that there's more hours in the home and that was God's plan. And so then what is Children's Ministry supposed to do with this, with this message? Mm. And so I think we're in the middle of change And trying to figure out our way into really developing the home as the spiritual um, development, the place of spiritual Mm -hmm. development. Uh And now what is the church to do? Um, So I believe that the transition that we need to make is that we are to be the guardian of the faith at home movement. We are supposed to be the guardians of mm. the children to make sure that they are getting God's story, that they are getting what they need, but we mm. need to yes. train parents and make sure that the development is happening in the home. So mm. I, I think that children's ministries is in, is in a, a state where we're really not sure what we're supposed to be doing now, but I think mm. that if we can move into the place of being the guardian of the faith of the child by doing what we can at church, but directing that spiritual development to the home and training parents on connecting what what we're doing in church and helping them to to see their awesome responsibility that God planned and God designed for them to have in the home.
0: Yes you know, I'm, you're, you, you're spot on. I mean, you have research to back this up for sure too, because Barna just with the new research that Barna and Awana just did, yes. that, that's exactly what they're talking about. Um, and um, the last episode I just did with Matt Markins, the president and CEO of Awana, you know, we were discussing this exact idea that, you know, the, the children's ministry is in the, you're right. We're in a transition. And, and it's funny because the children's ministry leaders are saying the primary thing is the parents. The parents are saying, well, wait, it really, we, we see that, but it's also both and. We need you. We can't do this on our own. And, and so you're, um, boy, uh, you're spot on. Um, I was almost ready to yell amen too much because <laughs> you were answering, but, but I didn't want to interrupt, but you're, you're right. I mean, um, and so we've got to start asking some better questions. And I'm curious, because in in one of the early chapters, that's what struck me um, in your book, is you talk about a time for change, and that as leaders, we need to start changing up some of the questions that we're asking. So I'm curious, what are some of those questions that you feel like we should be asking right now so that we can make sure we're ministering the right ways? Well,
1: the questions that I always asked with my team in children's ministries were programming questions was how can we do this better next year? You know, what went well, what didn't go well, and what can we do better next mm-hmm. year? But it, it ended at the program. And okay. I do not believe that children's ministries can be about programs anymore because it hasn't worked. It hasn't been what's developed our children spiritually. We're not keeping them in the faith and in the church so we have to go back to God's strategy mm. and how did he intend for children right. to be spiritually developed and it the home is the first place of spiritual development so the questions we need to be asking are as a result of our program do parents understand their role in the spiritual development of their children are we making them aware of what God's plan really is and saying it's not about just getting a church to have a drop-off ministry where they learn what they need to learn.
0: Right.
1: Um, and what are we doing to foster spiritual development in the home? Does our children's ministry include any training? Does it include the communication of we're here to help you? Just like um, Home Depot said, their motto is you can do it. And we're going to help you (laughs) yes and that's what the church needs to have that needs to be our motto Mm -hmm. Um, and how can we strengthen our homes so we're passing faith to our children and what things actually contribute to the spiritual maturity of our children these are the questions we need to be asking not about our programming which was where, where i stopped as a children's director and and um and that's what God had just had to show me is that this is not about programming. This is about spiritual development. Yes. And that's much harder to evaluate than our programming.
0: Yes. I think that's you nailed a huge key that I hope listeners grab on If you're only asking questions about programming and what you can do better in your programs you're missing a huge part of that. Um, And, you know, one of the things that Matt said that has stuck with me is, is that, you know, we really need to look at ourselves as discipleship pastors, as discipleship directors, you know, that we're, we're, we are really working with parents and you're right. What elements do we have? Because we have to understand that a lot of today's parents were never discipled either. And so that, how do you expect them to disciple their children and to be that primary faith giver when they don't even know what that looks like?
1: That, that's um, exactly right. And I that's what I've said that I tell parents, how many of you in this room have a role model that you were taught at home? Hmm. And um, <laughs> I, there's very, very few you know, less than 10%. And, and so then when we're seeing that we've got less than 10% of our kids staying in faith, it, it totally relates to the, to the role model that we had right when we were young.
0: Yes. Wow. That's, So we have to
1: be patient and we have to be, we're all in this together and we have, have to show grace and we have to, to not have any judgment. This is We're all trying to figure this out and we are all helping each other. Yes. We want, and the goal, the end goal is to keep our kids knowing Jesus and wanting Jesus in their lives and wanting to be like Mm -hmm. Jesus.
0: Yeah. And you know, there's, there's not a one size fits all thing out there. And I know a lot of people look to try to plug and play something. They try to copy somebody else's ideas and, and it, it just, I think that's part of one of the, I guess I'm going to call it a failure of children's ministry today is, is that we've gotten stuck into this, that, that we bounce, you know, I mean, I see it all the time in, in children's ministry, Facebook groups, people bouncing from curriculum to curriculum, to curriculum. um, And, and they're, they're just trying, you know, because there's no strategy. There's no, there is no, I really know what end I have in mind. Um, and so I'm curious, you know, cause you talk about some of this in your book a little bit too, of, of, of getting that perspective of developing a strategy for discipleship. And, and so I'm curious, what, what's your perspective on this idea and, and what should ministry leaders think about when they're, when they're developing their strategy for, for their ministry?
1: The thing that I tell a children's director or children's pastor is that you need to have a team you need to develop a team that develops the strategy that understands your culture and understands what will work for your church. Because just putting a curriculum on top or a a strategy that someone else has developed out there is not going to work for your church. It's not, it's not a a matter of checking off a list. Okay. We've done this. We've done this. It's a matter of developing the culture understanding your culture and developing a strategy that's going to work in your church and your team needs to have every type of family represented on that team It needs to have an intact family it needs to have a a step family it needs to have single families it needs to have every every type of family that is is in your church so that they can then um, promote your your strategy as you develop it to the to the like families in your church so that that everybody then it, it eventually gets engaged in what you how you want to address the children in your church yes and keeping your kids in the faith for a lifetime that is the goal so how do we embrace this as a church and how do we want to do this in our church?
0: Wow. There's boy. I hope y'all are taking notes. Um, those are some great questions and considerations to talk through um, with your team. And, and that's, that's why y'all need to go get this book because Julie has got, she's gone through, And there's such a variety uh, of topics in this book. Um, I mean, uh, you talk about God's blueprint and strategy. You talk about even how marriage is the foundation of the home. You've got some guest authors in this book too. Um, My good friends, uh, Scott Transky and Joanne Miller, you've got a heart-based approach topic in there. Tell us about some of the other things um, and and maybe kind of highlight a couple of these chapters um, we'll, give them, we'll give them some teasers. <laughs> uh, you could tease people a little bit uh, of, of what this book is all about um, because, boy, there's so much in here. Um, I mean, in 18 chapters, you covered a lot of things. And so if I were a younger leader, if you're a younger leader in ministry, this is the reason you ought to come grab this book. If you're a seasoned veteran, uh, you need to grab this book because there's some fresh perspectives here. Uh, but I'm just curious, Julie, What what's some of your uh, highlights and, and uh, you know, uh, what you've picked in this book?
1: Well, one of the questions that I asked myself when I was a children's director is how do, how do children develop spiritually? And I, I spent a lot of time asking God that question. And over the years, I, I feel like God has given me some ideas and some some ways that we can really um understand how children develop spiritually um and then that leads into um how do we shepherd our children into faith in Jesus into with Jesus um and the traditional way that we looked at it was that it was an event we needed to start children needed to start with accepting Jesus into their into their hearts and I and then, then we um, skipping down to the performance faith, we we tend to, to it's easier to evaluate a children's behavior and how they're how they're looking as a Christian instead of really their journey with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I believe mm-hmm. it's a that I as I have been teaching children now. Um, I look at it as a journey of faith instead of an event that the events of getting kids to accept Jesus. I look at more as a journey and, and how do they develop spiritually through being concrete thinkers to abstract thinkers. And um, I just look at it differently now than I did and it's a big change that I would make is helping kids on their journey to know Jesus. Just yes. like I have had a journey for, for over 60 years of knowing and understanding Jesus and how do we yeah. get kids to get on the journey and stay on that journey? Um, and then what kids need to know, you know, when the, the 18 years that we have them at home and the one hour a week we have them at church every week. What do kids need to know? What, yeah. what do they, they need to, to really know in their hearts about Jesus? They need to know the character of God. They need to know who God yes. is. Yes. They need to know basic, um, understand the Lord's prayer. Yeah. They, and and this chapter, I just looked over the over my my experience with working with kids and 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 developed what kids need to know before they leave home and what we need to really focus on. And then I have a whole chapter on performance driven faith, and yeah. we slipped into that. <clears throat> Yes. In my ministry, and I was great. I was raised in a performance faith mentality, and I believe it's very destructive. Mm-hmm. It, I believe it. It, you, you can end up with kids with entitlement, and yes. mentality, and uh, Pharisees, judgmental. Um, yes. and, and I remember looking at kids who got off the good for God path, and either they couldn't get back on the path or they actually found Jesus on, on the path that we didn't ever want them to be on um, in the church and their hearts after they really found Jesus were much different than the ones on the good for God path. Mm. And so I just talk about that and develop that. Um, And then for the church, what, what is the church to do now? How, how do we do children's ministries now? What, what do yeah. we focus on? And so, my chapter on what's the church to do now deals with that. And um, one of the things I believe that churches really need to do is to make sure that children feel a part, they have a part in the church. Yes. That they, they feel like they would be missed if they were gone not just sent to the children's ministry wing to learn about God, but children want to do things and they want to be a part of things. Um, there needs to be time when the three generations are together. And that doesn't mean that you need to have an intergenerational church. That's a strategy that works for some churches, mm-hmm. right? And, but it doesn't work for all churches. But how are you going to get children to feel like, this church is my church because I've heard far too many kids go to college and say, Oh, church is what I did when I was a kid, but that's Mm. my parents' church. It's not my church, but we've been separating them out for 18 years. They've never ever been together with their families. They've never worshiped with their families. They've never had the experience of knowing someone in the church that is their grandparents age and hearing those people's stories Hearing mm-hmm. how they stayed on their journey of yes. faith. And our yes. kids, as part of their development, is hearing how other people stayed on their journey Yes, through, through many hard times in our lives. Yeah. And so they need to have somewhere in the church yes. where they're with the generations and feel mm-hmm. like this is my church and not just my parents' church. Um, oh, that's good. So um, I guess those are some of the things.
0: Those are so good. And you can see why I'm telling my listeners here to, they need to get into this book because it really is. And I, and I think not only does it help them, it helps them own their faith. It, and, and I think right. that's where we're seeing all this deconstruction movement is because we've got a generation that never learned to own their own faith. And, right. and they never got challenged. Um, they were spoon fed answers instead of digging in to the, the word in their own hands and wrestling with their faith and working out their salvation as Paul says, um, right. you know, they weren't doing that. And, and that now they're, you know, I think that's what some of this is, is we're seeing people that never owned it are trying to figure out, do I own this or not? Right. And, and uh, so I think, I think those are, are you know, you, you asked some really good questions in your book about those kind of things. And I think it, it's going to give some, some leaders some good thoughts. Um, so what do you hope that leaders will take away from all of this? Um, as they look at your book and as they read it, what are you hoping people will, will take away and do with it? Um,
1: well, first of all, I hope for clarity um, because we, we have to look back we have to look and for me I had to look way back to what was the purpose of Sunday school so I hope getting clarity of the past and now the present so that that the church can be the guardians of faith for the church of the next generation Mm. so that we can be I really believe that word guardian and, and I, I have to be honest that God just gave that to me this morning, as I was praying over this wow. question is, is that he wants the church to be the guardian of our, the mm. faith of our children.
0: Mm. Wow. That's powerful.
1: And putting mm. the spiritual development back into the home. Yeah. And we need wisdom on how to do that because yeah. None of us know exactly how to do that, right? But we've got to get spiritual development back in the home. And that goes back to what you said before. We don't have, we didn't experience it ourselves. Yep. So we're going to be the first generation to do it so that our children know how to do it. Yes. yes. Because Amen. we have always been depending on the church for the last 50, 60 years. Yeah. To be the spiritual developers of our children. And we have to go back and evaluate. We've got to, I've always been a person that evaluates what I'm doing. You've yeah. got to evaluate it. That's why I started Reconnect Ministries. Because I could see what we were doing wasn't working. And I wanted to share that message with as many churches as I could. Yes. That we need to evaluate what we do. And, and move forward with God's help and God's wisdom yes. for the future.
0: That is so good. Well, Julie, thanks. Thanks for taking time uh, to share your book um, with us. Tell us. Tell us a little bit. Um, if people want to know more about Reconnect Ministries and what you do, and then where can they find the book? Um, we're going to put all this in the show notes, of course. But help help those that haven't <laughs> aren't going to see the show notes yet. Uh, to know how they can connect up with you and, and uh, as well as the, the show notes or the, the book.
1: Well, I, my website is uh, Um I don't have that book on it yet. I have to find someone to help me get the book on my website. <laughs> as I'm technologically um, don't do too well.
0: <laughs> um,
1: the book can be found on Amazon. It can be found through D6 Family Resources. And I would be happy to talk to people. I am on Facebook um, or through the, the uh, um, different family groups. Um, I'm on those those groups. Excellent. Um, and I can still do consulting um, if, if people want that. But I think they have you now. <laughs> so oh, I think hey. you're... <laughs> I mean, they should probably go to you for consulting.
0: Oh no, no, no! They, they, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, and so, you know, I, for sure, you're already on, going to be on my list there. That because I, I interview everybody. You're much younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you've got wisdom that I don't have, <laughs> uh, and and so there's there's people out there that need your wisdom um, and your experience. Uh, for sure. So, um, no, I'll probably be sending a few your way. If, like I said, I not everybody. I'm not everybody's cup of tea as a coach, and that's okay. I tell people all the time, you know, when you when you check out KMZ Coaching, if I'm not the fit, I will recommend. I've got two or three other people that I trust, and I know I know their hearts for ministry and for leaders. And there's only a few people out there that, and I have a very small list of people. But you're on it now um, (laughs) that I would recommend and say, Hey, if you need a coach, you need somebody to walk with. So, yep, Julie, you are on it. Um, you are on it. Well, I'm just
1: grateful to God. I consider my book to just, I want it to be a gift for the next generation because, you know, I, I can't, I, I want it to go out beyond me.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, God's going to bless that um i have no doubt you got it it's here it's available so everybody go get it um and uh cuz it it will be a blessing not just to you and your teams but even to parents as well um let's get the conversation started so well thanks again for listening to this episode of the kids ministry collective podcast again if i can serve you in any way reach out um i'm happy to help out you can check us in the facebook group if you're not part of the kid ministry collective facebook group come join. Make sure you answer all the questions, people. Leaders follow directions. Hint, hint. But hey, God bless you guys. Thanks for making a difference in the kingdom. Don't give up. Keep pressing on. And join me again for another episode of the KMC real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.